Hey everyone, welcome to the second season of the Faith at Work podcast, where we get the joy of bringing you conversations that discuss how our faith informs our everyday work. I'm your host, Jen Kelly, joined by my friend and fellow pastor, Daniel Small. This season, we're going to be sitting down with a variety of experts, thought leaders, and working professionals to talk about how to navigate difficult everyday situations at work and how our faith should inform our response. You guys, all of this is to help stir our imaginations, to give us new insights and practical ways to be people who work with wisdom. So today we're sitting down with Rod and Sasha Heisen, who are a dynamic duo of entrepreneurs, devoted parents, and passionate followers of Jesus. Rod and Sasha are the founders of Solus Hospice and Palliative Care, which has garnered several accolades, including Entrepreneurs Top 360, Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing private companies, and Small Business Expo's Top 100 Best of Small Business Awards. Sasha was also featured in the Today Show for their Women Are Essential segment and was chosen one of, as one of Forbes' Next 1000, which highlights innovative entrepreneurs all over the U.S. As dedicated parents of two middle schoolers, Rod and Sasha find their greatest joy in raising their family. Together, they've demonstrated that it's possible to pursue success in the business world, remain committed to the highs and lows of their marriage, and find joy in their journey of parenthood, all while remaining true to their Christian values and their calling as servant leaders. They've been actively attending Christ Community Church now for over seven years and have really been an integral part of our community. Thanks for tuning in today. We're so excited for this conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, I'm super excited about this converse, uh, this conversation today. We're with Sasha and Rod. And Sasha, Hi. we know each other because you are actually just on the women's leadership team as of recently. But you and Rod have been at Christ Community Church for how long now? Um, since 2016. And tell us where all the places that you serve at, because you're heavily, heavily involved. Yes, we love this church a lot. It's brought us closer to each other and as a family unit, as a couple, and then also just in our individual growth with Christ, our walk with Christ. So um, we serve in Kids Hope once a week. Okay. We've had, I've had my student for a couple years. Rod, how long have you had yours? I had mine for three years now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And wow. then... um. We serve at Kids World. Yeah. Check in and check out. So come say hi to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go every other week. In fact, we serve this Sunday before the before and after the 11 a.m. service. All right. So And cool. Sasha, you're helping me do a new initiative on the women's yes. leadership team called Women Doing Well, um, which I don't, I'll give a little sneak peek, but it's going to be really, really good. We're going to be doing our first uh, Ignite retreat this Saturday. Yes, so. I'm so Ooh. excited for it. I know. That's I awesome. Did. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Cool. Well, yeah, it's it's funny. You were just saying Kids World. Um, we had just recently talked at the uh, Kids World volunteer training. Yes. So I think, Rod, that was the first time that I had met you there as well. Yes. Um, Sasha, we had done some you know faith at work things in the past. Yes. Um, so yeah, really glad to really glad to have both of you here this time. Thank you, and it was a pleasure to meet your wife. That was really awesome. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it was really fun cool. to yeah it was fun <laughs> to connect. Yeah, that's great. Um, but. Um, our audience can probably tell you guys just named like five different things that you're just volu- you haven't even mentioned anything like personally know, about your you. lives yeah. uh, so <laughs> you guys are doing a few things uh right and so no 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 that's that those are all really really oh good God. things um and when we were talking and i realized i was like oh my goodness these people like do you know you do a lot you you're volunteering um your business owners um you you have two kids so there's a lot of different things that you're doing and really that's what we want to talk about how you're managing that as committed followers of jesus at the same time 
time because I know that there are a lot of people out there that have significant commitments that they are uh, trying to balance and navigate and really figure out what that looks like and how to do that well. So before we get into all of that, maybe just start with telling us a little bit more about yourself, mm -hmm. uh, the work that you're doing, and also your, your family. Okay. Um, so, Rod, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, you... Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. do. <laughs> there Sasha it is. and I have been together since, what, 15 years? Yeah, For total. 15 years now, we have two kids, uh, Seth and Sophia, uh, 13 and 11. Yep. Middle schoolers. And, yep, middle schoolers. <laughs> easy oh, age. Yeah. 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 Super easy. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you can tell them the rest. Um, okay, so Rod's being um, very shy, but he's a licensed realtor recently. Mm. He's also wow. a licensed nurse. Um, we met in nursing school, and um, we both graduated. I never took my boards, so I'm more on um, the admin, managing daily operations, and just growing um, our company, and then um, he's in charge of just training and HR and contracts and everything like that. So yeah, it's really it's really fun to to be able to do that and partner with him. Um, we just have a really good symbiotic relationship where um, he's very supportive of my role and I'm supportive of his, and I think that's why it works so well. You know, if I can't cook dinner, he's going to be the one to cook dinner. If he, you know, if I cook dinner, then I know he's going to be busy with something else. So yeah. we really take turns with each other. If I'm, I'm not a morning person. He's the one that wakes up with the kids, mm -hmm. you know, and um, gets them ready for school, takes them to school, and I'm the one at night. Um, so there's just certain rhythms that we do that really works well. Um, and then in terms of our company, it's called Solace, and it's a hospice and palliative care company. We've had it for about 13 years, and it's really just, it's a big blessing because it's mm -hmm. something that I never knew I wanted to do, um, but it's become my passion, and I'm really all about educating the masses about how beneficial hospice and palliative care is for your loved one. Um, and even if they end up not choosing our company, the fact that they've been educated it's just amazing for me because then they're more well informed, you know, to make decisions. Mm. So it's been it's been great. That's great. So you guys are are you both running that together then? When you're yes. talking about that, yeah, yes. that's cool. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way that you described your relationship. I think it's so good and helpful and holy. I, I can relate. Um, yeah. My husband picks up a lot of like the things that yep. I just can't do or get to is dropping off the kids, making dinner, doing a lot of stuff to help out. And it's really about being a partnership. And you guys just really put good words around what that looks like. Um, and you're busy. And I get it because I have junior hires too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what a fun age right now. <laughs> so you're you're running your own company. You've been married now for how long? Um, it'll be 13 years in October. 13 years in October. You have two kids. You're both busy, professional, uh, volunteering. And you're, you're just busy people, right? And I think today's conversation is so important because I think most of our listeners feel that they're busy and we want to start with Jesus because as we all know Jesus was a, a really busy person too and he took some time to be alone um, in silence in solitude and in prayer and Mark um, chapter 1 verse 35 actually like explains it really well like he woke up early in the morning while it was still dark and Jesus got up and he left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed um 
I think that we want to start there because we, number one, can learn from Jesus's example in his life why these spiritual disciplines, right, are so very important. Um, So talk to us, Sasha and Rod. What do you guys do in your own lives? What are some healthy practices and rhythms that have been beneficial for your family and your marriage and just you guys individually? Well, for the family, uh, we try to have devotions uh, and uh, have as much time to be together, especially during meals, because mm. uh, we both believe that it's the best time for us to reconnect with our busy lives and to to know what's happening with the lives of the kids as well. Sasha and I are together most of the time. I think always. Yeah, we're like. Inseparable and honestly, people are like, Don't you get annoyed at each other? And I'm like, Yeah, sometimes (laughs) just go into a separate room in the house. Eventually, it's bound to happen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but we, I love it. He's my my best friend, you know, and Mm -hmm. he's seen me at my worst. Mm. And he really, I believe, God really truly brought us together to draw us closer to Him. Um, because it we show each other's vulnerabilities to one another and then. We haven't left each other. <laughs> you know, instead, we're trying to support each other and make each other better, but in a way that's not selfish or self centered, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, I want you to be like this, you yeah. know, so I need you to right. do this. No, it's more like, hey, I think God's calling us to be like this. Why don't we do it this way? So, just some of the healthy, healthy rhythms with our family is that Roddy makes this awesome Saturday brunch breakfast. It's not even, it's crazy. Like the kids, if they don't get it on Saturdays, they're tripping. Like they're they're like I'm moody like, and stuff like that. So I mean, what, what's in this meal? I I need I'm to know. I'm telling what's you, in this meal. Well, he's a it, good cook. It's a simple Filipino uh, fried rice, which is really garlicky, and uh, I so try good. to make the the crispiest bacon. So that's Ooh. what they like. And, yeah, and another an egg and spam and yeah. you know all these like different types of Filipino sausages or whatever. Wow. So yeah, you guys will have to come one time. Or we're going to have to bring it That'd over be here because awesome. it's so cool to I'm just there. have. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, let's do it. Yeah. Our family does too. We, um, Sunday after church, like that is our, one of our spiritual rhythms where we come together, whether it's tacos or whatever it might be, but we check in with one another. I love that. We do high lows. We ask each other, like, what's going on in our lives? Um, just different things we need to know. We laugh, right? Yeah. Around the table. And I think that. I think that can be overlooked as a spiritual discipline or formation, but it's so really important because it keeps you guys unified as a family unit and connected um, when so many families right now are not connected. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was going to say like the dinner table is like a sacred space when you guys are it creating, is. it sounds like, you know, yes. for your family to connect. And I imagine it'd be really easy with middle schoolers. They don't ever use their phones, right? Or I don't I don't know if... So the kids too, oh gosh, they have a lot to say with phones and just technology in general. And they're like, mom, you're the worst. You guys are the only parents. And I'm trying to use Seth's voice here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the only parents that, you know don't allow us to use our phone every day and have no social media and blah, blah, blah. And I just look at them with like just this blank, like, I understand you. I hear what you're saying, but these are the rules of our family. Just like when you're in a sports team, right? Different coaches, different types of rhythms. In our family, this is what works and this is what God is telling us to do and we have to follow. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. So Hmm. sorry. But not really sorry. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm have, gonna have Caitlin and Chloe listen to this, and what well, we are not alone. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. When they say that, you can just say, "You'll thank me later." 
I do. I do say that. Isn't that right, Rod? That's so funny. I always go, you'll thank me when you're older. And they're like, no, he won't. I'm like, have a great day. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Bye. Seriously. Yeah. But after that Saturday brunch, we do um, devotion. Mm-hmm. And then um, we read scripture together. And then we ask questions about it, thought questions. And then we do two random questions. So each person in our family of four asks each other two questions. Um, and it could be serious questions or like, random questions that you just want to know about like each other so we do that um, and then afterwards they just get deployed out to just have their own space to to veg out and so do we which is really nice that's um, so good another spiritual rhythm is like our sundays right roddy's very um adamant about it and so we follow through and do you want to tell him rod yeah uh, we just make sure that sabbath day is really honored in our family mm. we make sure that we go to church uh, every Sunday as much as possible. And also, I guess we try to free up Sunday because after church, we usually go to lunch as a family. And then after that, we go home or watch a movie and just spend time together. It's just like a family day, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And if the kids have their friends over, they know it's a rule that the friends will have to go to church with us. So it's something that we make known because it's, yeah. it's not something that's negotiable, you know. Yeah. You go to church, so you're going to come with us to Christ community. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And that's restful for you as a family, right? Like that that's yeah, something that's really it. beautiful, I think, for you as a family. Oftentimes when you think about Sabbath, we might just think about like, you know, chilling out and just, you know, just completely, um, you know, not doing anything. But there's this aspect of like, you know, what are you delighting in and what are you taking joy in? And Sabbath is a, is a day for that to really be, you know, for you to be filled in that sense. And so it's cool that you're you're practicing that together as a family and what that's, what that's doing for you guys. It seems really, yeah, really it's, great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I Thank you. I think one of the things that reinforced that too is the children are really vocal when we don't spend enough time with them. Mm. And I guess Sasha and I, you know, we try to make it intentional to make sure that when we get too busy we try to make time for them and i think it's it's a lot of like it's very important for the kids to to be with us even if it's for a short time and i guess they're used to that we started that practice and whenever we're not doing that they they kind of like clamor and request for that for that, time, that time yeah together. yeah absolutely it's crazy our kids are so last week was the first time we were away from them um together because we had to do a summit out in nevada and so we were gone for like three or four days and um when we came back sophia was like mommy our family is so close we miss you guys so much because they just know you know that we have that connection time yeah at least once a day even if it's five or ten minutes Literally, that's all what the kids, that's what the kids want. Just five to or 10 minutes of you f- making them feel like they're seen and valued and mm. known. They love it. And that's then after so that, good. you tell them what to do, they they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> Uh-oh, they're going to learn my secrets. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Do you have just trips intentionally spaced out? So like when they're starting to get tired of you, you're like, okay, we're going to take a quick trip so we can come back. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I wish. No, but and we like to travel. Um, albeit this year, um, God's uh, intended for us to not travel so much because of um, things that are just reshuffling and changing it, you know, in our work, which is fine. Um, but we do like to travel. And we notice, right, Rod, that because we got an RV like a couple of years ago, oh. we love to hike. We love nature. We love 
anything and everything with streams and waterfalls and rivers. We're not really city folks, which I thought when I was in my 20s, I am a city folk and he's always lived in the city. Mm. So it's weird that we don't really like that type of um, environment and the kids like it too. And we're just super chill and and there's a lot of downtime yeah yeah that's great so one of the things that um at least for the short time that i've known both of you as well like one of the really cool things that i've seen from your life is just this aspect of joy and i'm sure our listeners can even tell just even in our conversation right like there is just a very joyful spirit about both of you and so um so i want to i want to talk about that like how the ability for you guys to serve out of this like abundance, right? And you have all of these different things going on. And so oftentimes we can feel so um, empty and so drained, right? Um, from all of these different commitments. But I think in John, you know, in John 15, Jesus talks about this idea of staying connected to the vine in order that we may bear fruit, right? And then in verse 11, it says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. But I think honestly, sometimes joy can just, it can be a struggle for us. Sometimes we might feel like we're practicing the right things or doing those things and we we just might not be doing it joyfully. So I want to ask for you guys, like, what is your perspective? What's your mindset for think, for staying joyful? And what, mm-hmm. what do you think like that looks like for you, um, you know, practicing and living that out in your life? Wow, that's such a deep question. Um I struggled uh, with my faith because I was born and raised Catholic and um, my parents, I feel like, though they're amazing, <laughs> you know, it's like we go to church because you have to go to church, um, but it wasn't really Bible-based. And so I love that God prompted us to, to go here at Christ Community back in 2016 because that's when we really learned, you know, mm-hmm. huh, you can read the Bible and learn a lot about Jesus and you can talk to him directly and you can confess and you don't have to lead a life of, you know, all these things and all these hurdles that you have to complete in order for you to get into heaven. So my joy comes from the fact that it's just been following God. doesn't mean you're not going to have a life of struggles. Um, I think I feel so deeply loved because he's pursued me so much all these years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, what about me, you know, is so appealing or worth it that you would die on the cross, you know, send your son and die on the cross for me I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I fulfill his purpose for me, you know, and if that means I'm going to go through struggles, which I have, um, and it's been hard, I think he draws people away from us, from me personally in my life, because he wants to draw me in closer to him. So the more, you know, there's these people that I thought I need, or I think I need, the more he takes them away, the more I have to rely on him. And that's how I remain in his vine, right? And, And that's how I remain joyful, because no matter what my circumstances or our circumstances have been, he's always been there and he's such a good God. Mm. And so I just want to shout at the top of my lungs, you know, and that's why I love to serve and I love for to, to be around the kids and Rod and I just want to bring that about because everyone struggles, right? We all have something going on personally. I, I mean, for me, I, I'm too clean. Yeah. I'm type A, hyper I'm organized. I like, can relate. It's too much, right? It's too much. <laughs> like if you ask Rod, my awesome, super chill hubby here, he's going to be like, yeah, she's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say that. But I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, you just, he's just pursued me so much over the years. So it's like, I have nothing but just 
great news, you know, about him. And I just want to tell everyone about him and also my community group. And I just started Rooted this fall. Um, we, we just finished our second week yesterday. My gosh, I thought I knew the Bible. Came in there a little bit arrogant, you know, I'm like, Genesis, you know, and then I'm like, in the beginning, first, se- you know what I mean? Seven days, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, huh, God is revealing himself and he's like transforming me, you know, and to really see that like, He's terrifyingly amazing, mm. you know, and he, he creates and what he says is what it is and he initiates and he's also the one that has the final say. So this life that we have here is temporary. So let's make the most out of it. Let's uplift each other, you know, let's help each other. I think that's what matters. And I talk a lot. So Rod, please. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, uh, I think I come from a place of gratitude. I didn't grow up with the most comfortable life. So with just all the blessings that I've received uh, personally and as an individual and as a family, I just can't contain it, you know, inside me. I have to share it with other people. Mm. Like God is so good to us. So that what's driving me and my family to serve and, you know, like just share the blessings that God gave us. Yeah, to live with an overflow. I think you said something so important. It it holds the tension, right? Falling more deeply in love with Jesus is understanding and knowing that we are going to have struggles, we are going to have heartache, that we're going to go through things. But he is constantly in pursuit of us. And he loves us so much that he keeps going after us. And if we can know that and operate out of that kind of level, Mm -hmm. there is a there's wisdom holds the tension, right? You can be both things at the same time. To know like, oh man, this is hard right now, but I'm deeply loved. And to have a joy that kind of springs out of that is beautiful and good. Um, I just think it's so important for our listeners. Because we've all been around those people, right? Like, are, are you really happy right now? Like, <laughs> like uh, And it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to be around people that share that same joy right? And then you can laugh and be together and talk about uh, good things. All right. So we know that uh, busy seasons happen and we all need uh, to stretch out, right? For a season. And just like you're saying, like right now you guys can't travel as much or whatever it might be. Maybe you're expanding your business or you're taking on new roles at work or you have a family situation that's requiring more time and attention. I know for me, these last couple months uh, in particular has been not just a busy season, but a little tumultuous at times, right? So during these heartaches, like when we're when we're walking through something that might be difficult, it's important to recognize when things are starting to become unhealthy, right? Yes. <laughs> like our health. Uh, <laughs> your kids aren't getting enough time or attention. You're ignoring other commitments that are important to you. How do you know when you're getting off balance, so to speak, and you're taking on too much as individuals and as a family? What are the markers or signposts that uh, you guys kind of pay attention to or you communicate with each other that are in place that help you recognize, hey, this is a red flag here or just need to like limit different things personally, professionally? Can you guys speak into that a little bit? Oh, man. Go ahead, baby. (laughs) I tend to answer short so i'll go first okay <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. are you saying i talk a lot no. <laughs> <laughs> well i think for me it's you know when things get really busy i i notice how irritable i can be like i easily i i'm being more reactive 
do just small things. And then also, I I noticed that when life gets so busy that I'm disconnected with God, I don't get to really dive into scripture like what I want to, like every day in the morning and also spend time praying. I I just noticed that I just don't do that. So mm. that's something that I realized that I have to talk to Sasha about like, hey, wait a minute, we have to like press the brakes on what we're doing and refocus on right. what's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, with that, there has been something that's been going on like professionally, you know, just for us in terms of like our business, you know, you can't just, uh, you have to answer to a board, yeah. <laughs> right? You can't just own a company. People are like, you own it. So that's awesome. You can do whatever you want. And it's like, no. Not exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. And so, and typically the board wants like the bottom line, right? And we've innovated this specific program um, within our company. And it's supposed to pour out, it does pour out more to patients and families, it lessens the anxiety with, with families and the journey for them in the end of life care and, or palliative is much more sweeter um and i really this is how hospice was meant to be when it first came about here um in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and then it just kind of changed in the 80s and 90s um and it became more a little bit more commercialized so we're trying to get back to the roots of how it's meant to be which is a holistic approach right mm -hmm. um really care and um being seen and supplies and medications anything and everything that they need and it was a struggle for a while because I just kept going along with what the board wanted, but it was very, very separate <laughs> from how we wanted to run the company and what we wanted to provide. And this is why we got into it in the first place. So it was really a struggle for me for a good decade, you know, because I was just trying to be, let me not ruffle any feathers and yeah. make sure right, everything's right. good. But yes, God is... He pursues you and he tells you to go to hard and you know to hard paths and that's what we had to do um, the last couple of years and we we put everything on the line because we believe in our program so much and it God's blessed so many lives from what we're doing and it's a privilege when families choose you so it's like we're not turning back from it you know a lot of people take time to takes them forever to see what their passion or purpose is, right? Yeah. Here it is like ringing in front of my of our eyes and it's like, yeah, we're going to heavily pursue this. We're going to do it. Um, we even sold our home before um, out in Elgin and then we lived in an apartment with our kids mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then we thought we had another route for that. But then, you know, God told us to remain here and really pursue this. So that was a struggle for me and I was trying to do it by myself and I was trying to make sure that Rod, you know, doesn't get stressed out. Um, and it was a, a heavy burden. And it was very um, transformative for me because he was like, God was like, no, you need to follow my path. It's going to be hard. You're going to feel alone. But there's these people that I'm going to bring in your life that's going to, you know, um, validate that what you're doing is right and just follow this path. And, and I did. And Roddy luckily feels the same. And it's been just hard right it's been hard but i don't know it's i can't explain it there's so much joy and peace that comes from it so that yeah i mean sleepless nights moodiness i get really i look like i'm having a toddler tantrum you know and they're like are you 41 and i'm like no not right now i'm three go away but yeah he it just it's nice to to be able to really pursue and follow him but those are my 
signposts. <laughs> yeah, you need to like talk to one another. Yes. Like you need to get back on the same page. Yeah. It's so important to feel like this is a partnership and we have the same goal and the same mission. Yes. Um, and it's going to be hard, but we're together in this. Yes. Yeah. So when you're having temper tantrums. Yeah, I mean, and there's this, <laughs> this element, I mean, too, of like the sacrifice that you guys have made has brought like blessing to other people. And so, and I think about like, you know, stretch, uh, like when you're stretching, like you were talking about, there's these moments where you might feel um, like you're you're getting irritable, but you also have like this, when you have that deeper sense of like what God is doing in your life, I feel like that, it sounds like that is the thing that really shifts your perspective, right? Yes. And you're thinking about like the bigger picture of like what God is doing in our life and that, you know, there's something that we're feeling like deeply called to do when everybody else is maybe saying something completely different, right? The board of directors is coming at you, right? And yes, you're doing, and, but you're like, you know that you're uh, doing what God is calling you to do. It's not easy. But when you have that deeper sense of what God is doing, it sounds like that's able to kind of uh, really keep you in line, uh, connected to the vine, so to speak. Yes. Um, so that active remembrance, I think is is so, so critical. I love that. I love that. Sure. Yeah. You said it so eloquently. That's totally what we meant. Thank you. <laughs> That's my job. I just I just I summarize. Thank you. Know. Thank you. <laughs> well, like, let me say it in Lamont terms. What do I say? No, 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 no. That's that's Thank so you. good. So, okay, so on the, we just talked about like the busy and the stretch season, right? The times where you guys have to really kind of go beyond. Let's let's talk about limits. So, um, when we think about sometimes there are not sometimes there are times where we have to actually say no to things, right? There are thing, times we have to say no to very good things because we have to protect our family. We have to protect our spiritual lives. We have to protect uh, what like whatever the case is. Um, there are certain commitments and things that we have committed to. And so we set limits on ourselves as people in order for those things to actually be healthy. Right. So uh, do you guys have a story or could you tell us a time when there was actually something uh, you had to say no to that maybe seemed like it was a, it was hard to weigh. Like it was really, really tricky. It was really, really challenging. Maybe you wanted to pursue it. um, But then you decided, you know what, this is actually something that maybe uh, is a limit that we need to embrace here. Well, I think, with us, we talk about this uh, like often. Like there are some things that we have to set boundaries w- with. You know, it may be family or friends. So if we think that what we're gonna do with them or what we're gonna say yes to them is gonna affect us, either our relationship or our faith, then we have to say no, regardless if. You know, sometimes initially it's going to be like have kind of like an effect on our relationship with with those people. And an example is like being married, right? God tells us that when you get married, two become one. So you have to have that oneness. That's hard, you know, especially um, I'm sure in a lot of cultures, but particularly with ours, we're Asian. I mean, the parents act like the umbilical cord is still like connected to you and you're like an adult nearing like, you know what I mean? Middle age. It's like, uh, mom and dad, you can cut it now. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like really saying no to family, you know, um, extended family because your family, our family now is my family is Rod and our two kids, Seth and Sophia. Right. And so we have to, I had to learn how to say no to my parents and my siblings. Likewise, Rod had to, to do that. He's the youngest of eight kids. Um, 
you know, and so that's hard. You have to be able to say no to them. And there's friendships, even old friendships, right, that mm-hmm. didn't know you guys before you got married. And it's, you know, they want to go out to a bar or do whatever things that we know isn't aligned with our marriage and what God wants us to do and example that we want to have for our kids. We're going to say no. Um, the one thing I did learn as a professional working mom is I don't go out with the opposite sex. Um, I learned that from here from Pastor one of his sermons here. Um, Pastor Jim really was very explicit, right? When he's like, I have to put barriers to make sure. And um, and I love that. And I've taken away and I've, I've ran with that, yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, because it's like, if it's going to be a professional relationship, I want to have a, a relationship with, with that company or facility. Um, and I think it'll be beneficial symbiotically for each other. Um, if that person or individual is of the opposite sex and it's not within a, a you know, a nine to five, so to, so to speak, yeah. um, working hours and there's no other female presence there, I'm not going to go. And if that means I, you know, that door has been closed, I know God will open another one. And it's just, you have to make sure you always maintain these barriers, right? And yeah, that's what we do. I think that's so good and so helpful. And you got to talk about it, right, too. Yeah. Like, you guys have to be on the same page. I know my husband and I, we have the same conversations. Like, what happens, Jen? Like, you're praying for people or whatever, and it's the opposite sex and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Those are just really, really good boundaries, values, all that kind of stuff that you are are operating within your marriage and for your family. And one of the things I want to be... I, I was so excited about this episode for so many different reasons. And I think the error in this for our listeners is if you're thinking that this is just tips and tricks uh, to help create boundaries or have like healthy work life balance, right? Yes, it is that, but it's so much more than that because we want to be able to make sure from a a legacy standpoint, from a generational standpoint, right? Like who we are as followers of Jesus and who we're becoming, um, that really in marriages, in life, individually, maybe you have kids that are grown up and they're out of the house, whatever, whatever situation you find yourself in, there are times in our lives where we grow up in families that are broken, that we face certain sin issues, right? There are sin patterns that can get unfortunately passed down from generation to generation. So when we're talking about this topic, we're really talking about the legacy that we want to leave for our future family generations, for people that are watching us of really who we are, the ways that God can break generational curses and turn them into generational blessings individually in the lives of our families and and through our work. So what kind of generational blessings are you guys hoping to pass down to the next generation of your own family? What kind of legacy, Rod and Sasha, are you hoping to leave for your children? Just a small question. I know. It's not like <laughs> life-changing or anything like that at all. So in terms of my work, um, really it's professionally for hospice and palliative, I would love for all other hospice and palliative companies to follow through with the model that we've been able to innovate um, and that it is feasible and and yet you're being able you're able to give back so much more to families and 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 patients you know so that's the legacy so I want all other companies to be able to follow through with that Um, and then in terms of our family really growing up for me it was um, it was hard because it's if you don't work or if you know you don't have value um, and so 
the nice thing about that experience, which I'm very grateful for, you will never meet any more like the most hardworking people I've ever met. And I tell Roddy this all the time are my parents. Mm. I mean, they were immigrants, right? And I know that they had to focus on work. Um, and so other things had to go on the wayside. They tried their best. And I'm, I'm super grateful because I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't experienced those things and if it wasn't for them, you know. Um, and so what I was able to do f- take away from that is that yes work is important but god doesn't value you any more or less because of your work right um and his true purpose for me is to serve so how do i serve um out of a place of joy and gratitude but also sacrificially Mm -hmm. right with certain pain points along the way but still be able to do it just joyfully Mm -hmm. does that make sense and so That's what I want Seth and Sophia, our family, to to know is that we don't care what you do. We don't care if you make mistakes. The key is, are you honest? Are you staying connected with each other, um, with our within our family, and also with God most mm-hmm. of all? Um, my favorite verse in the Bible is uh, Romans twelve two. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Um, in fact, I have it tattooed on my arm to remind me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. You have to be against what the society grain is, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to, to do, but it's something that we've been doing and, and God's been helping us. And hopefully it'll pan out really good for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, for me, I think legacy that I want to leave, especially to our children, is the contentment part. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with being driven to be successful, but we shouldn't find happiness and joy through those things. I think it's through contentment of what we have and what God blessed us with. And I believe too that contentment paves the way to serving others. Mm -hmm. Because you free yourself from like the bondage of having more and more and working really long hours. And then you just don't feel the joy of life anymore and yeah yeah, especially in our culture now where there's a lot of comparison though we try to ingrain that with our children to be content and be be uh, thankful and also at the same time be able to to serve others wow i I love how you guys are holding that because um friends let me just remind you these guys are entrepreneurs Okay. So the fact that, you know, so oftentimes I think the image of entrepreneurs is, you know, you're, you're sort of like clamoring for more, like you're always just trying to clamor for more and you're, you're working, you're, you're trying to build this system, this vision that you have. Right. And for you, especially if that vision is very, is like particularly inspiring to you, that, that can even kind of stretch you beyond what you can really handle because it can be kind of in the name of, trying to establish this company or whatever you're trying to do. I agree. But, but the fact of when you're you're talking about this idea of like contentment and rest and resting in who God has yeah. designed you to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is something really beautiful about the fact that you guys are, are holding this, really this position um, that oftentimes is, is seen as like, you know, you're just kind of, you're going to be working to death, so to speak, yeah. um, and really, you know, chasing something. Uh, but then this idea of contentment. Um, holding that together, I think is is really, really cool, really beautiful. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool because like when God blesses us or the company, right? It's meant to be poured out to the patients and families and the staff because they're the main reason why 
the company is doing well. So right, you have right, to be able to right. do that. And then it's not meant for you. <laughs> it's not meant for us, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's not meant for us to to hold on to and be like, yay, look at, you know, the fruits of our labor. No, it's it's meant to be shared, right? It's mm-hmm. meant to be given. Yeah. It's meant for God's kingdom. So let's do that. How do we do that? Right. And let's make sure the kids see and, and they follow through as well. So good. So good. So good. I love that. I love that. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for giving us so many good things to really think about, especially, um, you know, people who are wrestling with very busy lives and trying to really balance a lot of these things. Um, I think uh, you guys gave us a lot of really good things to think about. Um, if our listeners want to connect with you, how can they how can they find you? Are you on social media? Or... No social media. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <Love> my <laughs> friends. <laughs> I know I feel so bad about that, but um, yeah, our family doesn't. But you can connect with us. Um, it's he's on at solacehospicepci.com if you guys awesome. have any questions, comments, or anything like that. Great, great. Man, you guys, it was so good to have you here. It's such an honor and blessing. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thanks for having us. All right, friends. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Faith at Work. Our conversations happen every other week. So in two weeks, you can expect another interview to help you think critically about faith and work intersecting in creative and inspiring ways so that we can be people who demonstrate wisdom in the workplace. Also, you can subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Email us your suggestions, questions, or ideas to workpodcast at ccclife.org. Lastly, tell your friends that the way they work matters too and invite them to join along in the conversation. We'll talk to you guys soon.